Hello, and welcome to today's Unpacked Short. I'm Charlie Pickles. I am joined, of course, by Peter Franklin. Hello. Hello, Peter. And today we are talking about Simon Cowell, rich people, smartphones, and Twitter storm. So, Peter, before we dive straight into this Unpacked, can you explain what a tweet storm actually is and why we're talking about Simon Cowell? Okay, um, tweet storm is basically a sequence of tweets from a particular person on Twitter on a particular subject. So it's not lots of people getting involved, it's a single kind of, almost yes. a, a thread. It's a thread, yes, it's a kind of Twitter essay, if you will. I thought the point of Twitter was to get away from long reads, but, but okay. And why are we talking about Simon Cowell? Well, um, the tweet storm in question is from a chap called uh, Jamie Bartlett, who's an excellent writer on technology matters. And he picked up a story about um, Simon Cowell, the media impresario. I can see um, searching for kind or pleasant <laughs> or, or, or even uh, public, publicly expressible words there. Indeed, he's done so much for the quality of pop music over recent <laughs> decades. And he, he um, has apparently given up his smartphone. Apparently he was very much attached to it at one point and now has gone sort of complete cold turkey and he claims to be a much sort of better, happier person for having done so. Uh, what Jimmy Bartlett points out as well, that's easy to do when you've got all manner of assistants who can handle, you know, your communications for you and your life and of course you can do without a smartphone in those circumstances. So Jamie is essentially saying, um, and this is where we come back to the rich people and smartphones, is that um, if you have the, that sort of wealth, you can afford to disconnect. Yes. Okay. So, I mean, let's just think about that for a minute. So um, you make the point, Peter, in your Unpacked that, you know, kind of our smartphones are, are not just phones or even kind of messaging uh, devices, but actually it's, you know, you, your to-do list, your your address book, your diary, you know, the, the, the whole thing. That's hog. right, yes. And, and so... If you're rich, that's fine because somebody else runs all those parts of your life for you. Yes, as as they did back in the days when all these things were just on paper. You know, people had secretaries, etc., etc. It's the same now, only what they do is take the smartphone out of your hands instead of all the analogue versions of what our smartphones have absorbed. Okay, so, so you're sceptical that this is, that the reason... You're sceptical that it's an affordability issue here. Yeah, well, I, I think that, you know, we've, you know, unless you can afford your assistance, we've always had to sort of deal with our, you know, personal, personal admin. admin. <laughs> and whether it's done through a smartphone or all these paper-based technologies doesn't really matter. Um, however, I think the thing that really does waste everyone's time online and is actually the true source of addiction, is the things for which there's no real analogue equivalents. And I'm thinking about social media um, and Facebook and indeed um, Twitter and all of these other things that we spend far too much time on. 
Um, well, and, not, not least because yes. a, lot, a lot of our devices are, are even set to have notifications pop up. So it's, exactly. it's not even like you yes. necessarily have to go to that social media platform. Yes. You just look at your phone and go, oh, look, something's popped up. I'll, I'll quickly Indeed, check yes. that out. Indeed, yes. It's this sort of constant novelty engine that that's feeding and it's feeding something about you or from people that you know or think you know and so you don't want to miss out so you must check it immediately exactly yeah yeah. but the thing is if you do do without that a you don't have to be rich and b you know if you give it up (laughs) the world doesn't end um and so i slightly take issue with the idea that you do have to be uh, rich, not to be a smartphone addict. Okay, so let's just let's just tease that out a little bit, uh, and and maybe question whether that's entirely fair. So, I mean, one of the things that social uh, network, uh, social networks, so social media platforms um, have done is connect us with people who are not in our immediate geography. So, for example, if you have a friend or a family member that lives on another continent uh, or even just at the other end of your own country um you can now use facebook or whatever the the preferred platform is um to communicate with them whereas historically you would probably have had to have picked up the phone now there is a cost of phoning long distance you know if i want to phone someone in america that could be quite pricey to actually have a proper meaningful conversation Mm. whereas i can do that via um social media for free so so there is a cost of not using that and and the same for businesses so you know a lot of small businesses in fact um there was a survey done in america of small businesses that found 80 percent of them use facebook to market their services or or goods because it's pretty much free to do it if you have your own yeah it's free if you have your own facebook account you know you're not using paid ads so there is a cost to disconnecting from our social media as much as there is from generally our smartphones. Complete disconnection, yes. But um, it's a question, of course, of whether you are using it or it is using you. And to avoid the latter trap, um, I don't think you do have to be rich. I mean, you are given all sorts. I use Twitter a lot, but mostly for research purposes. And if I spend too much time time on it that's purely down to me and I can stop it and most of the time I do stop it just by using various preferences to filter out all the rubbish it can easily be done but then Peter we wouldn't get the great animal videos though if you weren't on Twitter all the time (laughs) (laughs) that we get shared in the office (laughs) well I don't I don't object to using it for genuine purposes of pure enjoyment (laughs) but if it's becoming a something you feel you have to do even even though you don't then Obviously, that's where the problem is. And I think that comes down to kind of personal strength. Discipline. And wisdom and discipline rather than wealth. Okay, so if the fact that rich people are disconnecting when we're not is not about affordability, what is it about? Well, I think it's about a much older issue, which is if if you look back through history, you find that when certain commodities um, become ubiquitous, um, and, and the, the, the example I give is white flour and the white bread that we made, make from white um, flour. Um, at one point, that was an amazing luxury because to sift out all the bits, that was very labor-intensive, in- very expensive as a result. So only the rich ate white bread. When white bread became common, suddenly 
the rich weren't interested anymore, and to the extent that rich people still eat bread at all. I mean, Ooh, the gluten! <laughs> indeed, the carbs and all of these <laughs> horrors of modern life. Um, then they will eat, you know, incredibly sort of grainy, um, sort of whole meal, multi-seeded. Kind of. And that's what in medieval times used to be called horse bread. Um, the bread that was so sort of full of non-pure wheats that um, it was commonly given to the horses. It was seen as fit for the horses. What a and great irony. A great irony. And there's plenty more examples. Exercise. You know, the rich pay, or, you know, if you've got more than, you know, the, the, the basic, you go to gyms, and the richer you are, the posher the gym you go. Uh, go to and the, the more aggressive the the sort of trainers are that shout at you to work harder. Well, th that's something that used to be done to slaves and peasants. Now, now the rich are doing it to themselves, right? And actually paying people to do it to them. And it just goes to show that time after time after time, when you see a luxury pro product becoming co common, the rich reject it. And it's the same with being constantly connected. That used to be a very expensive thing, right? Um, telephones originally were for rich people only. They're the only ones that could afford them. Now disconnecting is what the rich do because the rest of us are sort of abundantly, cheaply connected to this, that and the other network and suddenly it's lost its cachet. So, there we go. According to Peter Franklin, if you want to raise your status a la Simon Cowell, then disconnect. Which, incidentally, will probably be better for your health as well. So, yeah. it's a winner all round. Thank you so much, Peter. Thank you, James, for producing this podcast. Thank you all for listening. Um, please do subscribe if you haven't already and check out our audio documentaries as well as our weekly podcast, Unheard. And please tune in to the next one.